0: Hello, and welcome to the Anxiety RX podcast, a show created by an anxiety specialist and neuroscientist, me, that offers unique, practical, and actionable advice to help you understand what anxiety truly is and exactly what you can do to empower yourself to resolve it. I'm your host, Dr. Russell Kennedy, an MD who suffered with crippling anxiety for 30-plus years, and traditional therapy from psychiatrists and psychologists really didn't help me feel better. And I also didn't like being on psych meds. In 2013, after burning out and leaving medical practice, I came to the conclusion that if I was ever going to heal my anxiety, I would have to do it myself. And that's exactly what I did, drawing from experiences with psychedelics and holistic healing, and combining those modalities with my scientific academic background in medicine, neuroscience, and developmental psychology. Here on the Anxiety Arcs podcast, I offer a distinctly non traditional and non medical approach to understanding and healing anxiety. So despite the fact I'm trained as a physician, in no way is what I say and suggest to be construed as medical advice, because none of the ways I use to resolve anxiety has anything to do with traditional allopathic medicine. From my own healing, I've created a distinctly non-traditional understanding and approach that helps thousands of people from all over the world understand and relieve their chronic anxiety. So if you're ready, let's get into today's episode. Hello, welcome to the Anxiety Rx podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Russ Kennedy. As you probably know, today I want to talk about this acronym I created called JABS Judgment, Abandonment, Blame, and Shame of yourself mostly. Although it does spread out to other people, when you judge, abandon, blame, and shame yourself, you can't really help but judge, abandon, blame, and shame the people that are around you, which of course, causes problems in your relationship which causes problems in your life in general so lately i've been going through a lot of sort of upward changes Uh, my book has been purchased by a couple of different organizations across the world to republish and i'm going to work on that over the next year because i want to make anxiety rx the best book on anxiety that ever existed or (laughs) i want to say ever will exist but i don't want to be that arrogant I just really believe in this method. I really believe in understanding that anxiety is a problem of the body that is only reflected by the mind. We worship the mind in this society. We believe that the mind can solve everything. And really, a lot of what anxiety is, is this old trauma, this old unresolved pain that's still stored in us. And that is creating the anxiety in our mind. One of the things that I've used lately is, as a descriptor is like you're trying to reach into the mirror and change the image because anxiety isn't a problem of your thoughts. Of course, your thoughts make it worse. Absolutely no question about that. Absolutely no question that your thoughts make it worse and that CBT is actually helpful for you to re- rewire, rearrange your thoughts. But the root cause is this old, Alarm that's held in your body. Now, how did it get there? Well, we experienced pain that wasn't resolved by our caregivers when we were younger. When we were a child, we weren't seen, heard, loved, and protected in a way that we needed to be in order to feel safe, in order to create a regulated nervous system. So that energy is still inside of us. And this judgment, abandonment, blame, and shame is what children do. When they don't get their needs met, when they don't get their needs met as a child, when you don't get your needs met as a child, there's a tremendous amount of pain energy that gets stored in you. And you can't blame your parents. You have to blame yourself. That's what children do. They blame themselves for the problems of the family. And it's really important to understand that it's not your fault. It's just the way that we're wired as human beings to find some kind of fault find some sort of judgment abandonment blame and shame in our environment to make sense because the cerebral cortex the brain is a meaning making make sense machine so there is a great saying that i love that i've repeated many many times which is when you abuse neglect or abandon the child they don't stop loving the parent they stop loving themselves. So I believe what happens is this. We experience a pain that's too much for our little minds to bear as children. We stuff it down into our unconscious and then from the unconscious, the body keeps the score. We stuff it down further into the body and that alarm is what fuels a lot of our negative energy. And that alarm is also what fuels this negative view of ourselves, what fuels this judgment, abandonment, blame and shame of ourselves. So children, when they don't get their needs met, they blame themselves. And this is where the inner critic starts. And there's a part of our brain called the posterior cingulate cortex. And that part of the brain is involved in the default mode network. The default mode network is something we discovered in the early 2000s, maybe late uh, previous century, that goes on when we're not actively doing something with our brain. So, they had people in functional MRI scanners, and they would give them a math problem, and then they would solve the math problem. And in between the two math problems, they noticed that their brain would go into this sort of daydreaming default state. Now, if that daydreaming default state involves the posterior cingulate cortex, which it does, which is also involved in self referential thinking, thinking about yourself, that default mode network when it gets activated, can activate these jabs, these judgments, abandonment, blame and shame of yourself. So you're not going to do well in your nervous system if your default state is to criticize yourself, is to judge yourself, is to separate from yourself. So this default mode network may actually come online and keep pulling us back into this judged, abandoned, blamed, shame place that just doesn't allow our nervous system to regulate, doesn't allow our nervous system to calm down because we've got this stick that's constantly poking us. So that's why I came up with this judgment, abandonment, blame, and shame. So self-judgment is when you look at yourself negatively. And when you look at yourself negatively, it charges up your nervous system. You're, you're not able to have a calm nervous system When you're telling yourself that you're this or you're that or you're bad or you're shameful or whatever, we'll get into shame in a minute. So, this self judgment kicks in and keeps us in this kind of steady state of judgment. And of course, your vagus nerve isn't going to be able to regulate. Of course, you're not going to be able to see the world as a safe place when you are the one that's constantly pulling yourself back into this negative framework. If you were teased or bullied as a child, There's part of you that agrees with the bullies because you were told it so many times. So that judgment of ourselves is deep and it's powerful and it's part of that inner critic, that inner voice that keeps pulling us back into the negative. And when you have an inner voice that's constantly and almost in a daydreaming state, a default mode, pulling you back into judgment, abandonment, blame, and shame of yourself, you're not going to find a place, place of peace. You're not going to find a place of rest. You're not going to be able to regulate your nervous system. So it's important to see awareness is probably the key feature here. So if you're aware that when you start judging yourself, you can do something about it. If you're aware when you start splitting from yourself, when your adult self and your child self start splitting from each other, when you're aware, you can do something about it. When you're aware that it's like, hey, I'm blaming myself for something that's not my fault, or I'm shaming myself. And shame is a deep one because we often don't even see our shames because they're so deep in our shadow. You know, Carl Jung called this, this part of this self-re- negative self referential thinking our shadow. And unless we bring that shadow into the light, unless we start talking about it to ourselves and even to other people, even to a therapist, when we start talking about these, these jabs that we take at ourselves, we start bringing them into the light of awareness. And when we see them, we can do something about it. One of my little things in my book is like, when you see it, you no longer have to be it. So just being really aware of what are the things that you say about yourself. You know, for me, I think I should be doing more, or I think that I shouldn't feel alarm because I still feel alarm. You know, people say, Have you healed your anxiety? And I say, Yes, I have. I think I've healed my anxiety. And in that, By healing my anxiety, what I've done is allowed myself to feel the alarm, but not compulsively add these self-referential thoughts to it, these negative worries anymore. So I don't give the alarm that credibility. And when you don't give the alarm the credibility, eventually it fades away. But if you have this alarm inside of you and you have these jabs that you take at yourself constantly, judgment, abandonment, blame, and shame, I think you probably know know the the foursome by now you just can't heal you just can't pull yourself into a place of self-referential thought because when you judge abandon blame and shame yourself you pull yourself into a survival state and in your survival state you lose your prefrontal cortex you lose the ability to become aware so it it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy the more you judge yourself the more you're going to judge yourself the more you abandon yourself the more you're going to abandon yourself And this is a really uh, huge cornerstone of my work is showing people, okay, what is it that you're judging yourself about? And is that accurate? And there are things like we all have faults as human beings, absolutely. But do we have to focus on our faults? Unfortunately, the brain has a fear bias. It has a negativity bias. So it's more engaged, if you will, by negative then it is the positive, because negative is what could have killed you 60,000 years ago. So the brain has this fear bias, this negativity bias, because good things don't tend to, to, to hurt you. but bad things can kill you, and if the, you're, you're dead, you can't pass on your genes. So it's important to understand that creating an awareness around where you judge yourself, you know, what are my judgments against, my, against myself? Like write them down. What are your judgments? Where do you abandon yourself? What happens when you separate from yourself? When that child in you gets upset, when that child in you feels that alarm, most of us automatically because that alarm is painful and that child in us is painful, will abandon that child and when we separate and abandon that child, the child gets louder. the alarm gets worse or you go into dorsal vagal shutdown where the child just shuts down. So we get this combination of dissociation or numbness with high activation. These are the two wings. So you go into dissociation, you shut off, you zombie scroll Instagram, or go into shopping or porn or whatever it is that, that creates that sort of dissociative reflex in you that prevents you from actually feeling that child's pain. And then where do you blame yourself for that? especially kids that were bullied. Like, w- There's a lot of us that agree with the bullies. There's there's a, a part in the back of your mind going, well, I'm being teased, I'm being bullied for something, there must be something wrong with me. So we we automatically kind of look for a reason. Our cognitive brains look for a reason as to why we're being bullied. Oh, this is wrong about me. I'm a nerd, I'm a geek, I'm ugly, whatever it is, whatever it is and those things really get locked down deep into our psyche they really do and until you're aware of them until you can really see them you're going to be them and they're going to dysregulate your your nervous system they're they're going to dysregulate your entire body you're not going to sleep well you're not going to eat properly there's a lot of stuff out there about, you know, eating and sleeping. And it's really important, but it's also the root cause of, you know, not eating well and not sleeping well is usually this self-referential negative inner critic that keeps harping at us in this default mode. Like if you're, when your brain isn't doing anything, if you default into, <laughs> into negativity about yourself, it's not going to go well for you. So again, this is, this is the book. This is the ABCs of the book. Being aware of, okay, where do I judge myself? Write it down. What situations do I abandon myself? Well, anxiety is one for sure. Going into worry, getting sucked into your worry. When you get sucked into your worry, you abandon that child in you. And that's why I say find the alarm in your body. For me, it's in my solar plexus. So I put my hand on it. Pascal, the actor, you'll see him in photos. When he's out on the red carpet or whatever, when he feels anxious, he puts his hand over that place of his alarm. I'm sure of it. And you can do the same thing. It's a much better use of your time to put your hand over that alarm and connect with it than it is to stay in worry, because worry is a never ending loop that you will never get out of. So going into your body, finding that alarm, breathing into it, putting your hand over it, having this compassionate connection with yourself, as opposed to this automatic default judging, abandoning, blaming, and shaming yourself. Shame is a difficult one because we don't even allow ourselves to see shame. Blame is kind of associated with guilt. I did something wrong. Shame is I am wrong. A lot of people have heard that before. So with blame, you can actually see where where am I guilting myself? What could I do differently? And a lot of times that I'll tell you that that is Judging, abandoning, blaming, your, and shaming yourself creates a lot of guilt, because we don't know the way out. But I'm telling you the way out. The way out is connecting with that sense of alarm that's in your body. The way out is connecting with that younger version of yourself. The way out is accepting the parts of you that are shameful. There's parts that are shameful about everyone. We all have shame. It's part of the human condition. But can you accept that? Can you find your shadow, as Jung talked about? Can you accept those shames? Because it's all part of the big picture. If you learn to see your judgments, abandonments, blames, and shames of yourself, you, you can learn a way of doing something differently. You can, you can see the way out. But if you don't see it, you are destined to be it. You will keep getting sucked into it. So where do I judge myself? Where am I unworthy? Where do I abandon myself? If I'm going into a social situation, do I abandon that younger version of me? Like Pascal, when he puts his hand on his his, his alarm, his younger self, he's connecting with that younger version of himself. And when he does that, you're actually getting to the root cause of what's causing your anxiety in the first place. When you can see that child without judgment, without separating from them, without blaming them, without shaming them, and just allowing them to be, and loving them, seeing them, hearing them, loving them, and protecting them, that's how you start regulating your nervous system. That's how you start creating a safe place within you so that the new default mode network is aware of the old default mode network, and you can make a difference. You can make a choice at that matter. Viktor Frankl said, between stimulus and response is a choice. The stimulus, we don't know. Sometimes. But the response is often jabs, taking jabs at yourself. So when you're aware of that, when you're aware, this is how I judge myself. And like I said, be really aware of how you judge yourself, what you say about yourself, how you abandon yourself. And the biggest abandonment is when we lose ourselves in worry. That is the very biggest abandonment that we have of ourselves. We lose ourselves in worry. We separate from the child in us and we cannot heal when we're separated from ourselves. So as a little recap, you experienced a trauma as a child that was too much for you. It got pushed down from your conscious mind into your unconscious mind. And as the body keeps the score that gets stored in your body as a sense of alarm. And that alarm is what feeds this judgment, abandonment, blame and shame of yourself. So when you put your hand on your alarm, when you breathe into it, when you accept that child, when you see, hear, love, and protect that child in you, which is that place of alarm. That place of alarm for me is in my solar plexus. For some people, it's in their chest. And some others, in their throat. Others, it's in their belly. When you find that place, put your hand over it. Look at it compassionately. Connect with it. Don't judge it. Don't abandon it. Stay with it don't blame it and don't shame it. Just become aware of how you do this. And when you're aware of how you do this, you have a choice at that point of saying, oh, I'm not doing this anymore. What I'm going to do is I'm going to feel my alarm. I'm going to put my hand over it. I'm going to breathe into it. I'm going to connect with that younger version of me, even if it hurts, because it probably will hurt. It probably will hurt for a while. But everybody who's healed from anxiety does the same thing. They find that child, They connect with them, with touch, with breath. They see them, they hear them, they love them, and and protect them now in a way that they weren't doing back then because they couldn't. You're not a helpless child anymore. I'm going to say that again. Sound like Bill Clinton. I'm going to say that again. You're not a helpless child anymore. You're an adult. You can see things, and you can choose a different way. But first, you have to see it. First, you have to see how you judge yourself. Then you see how you abandon yourself. Then you see how you blame yourself and, and the guilt that's involved in the blame and how that guilt keeps fueling the same negative inner critic and using that guilt as a force to become aware. And shame is a deeper issue. Shame, I'll probably have to do a full, a full podcast on because it's so deep and it's so entrenched and it's so invisible. But when you start, when you start doing the first ones, when you start looking at judgment, abandonment, blame, you're you're in a much better position to see where you shame yourself as well, because the shame holds the deepest part of alarm. And that's something I'll talk about in a future podcast for sure. But really, where do you judge yourself? Find it. Really look into it. Dissect it. Where do you abandon yourself? New people, please. Do do you say yes to everything? That's abandoning yourself. And then you blame yourself for not looking after yourself. And then you shame yourself, which continues the whole cycle. It just doesn't let you go until you're aware of it. So being aware of how you take jabs at yourself is one of the biggest roots to your healing. One of the biggest pathways to your healing is seeing where you take jabs at yourself and just seeing a more compassionate way of looking at yourself and connecting with yourself and connecting with that younger version of you. So that's it for this week. Thank you for joining me, and we'll see you next time. So that's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening, and if the Anxiety Rx podcast resonates with you, consider getting my book, also coincidentally called Anxiety Rx. Or you can follow me on any of the social media platforms at TheAnxietyMD or my website, www.theanxietymd.com. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you the next time on the Anxiety Rx podcast.